Patrick Pooch from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Roy Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hello, it's MJ from the Coaches Panel. Number 20 in the 50 most relevant. And maybe because there's been some recent news on the injury front, you might think I've made a mistake. It wouldn't be the first mistake I've made ever in my life. Uh, stop laughing, our guest. Uh, hello, Jimmy. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, MJ. I thought you were about to reference your kids at one point. Now. Oh, I thought, oh no. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, I'm going back to back with injury affected players at the moment. Jack, Stephen, into Mitch Hibbard. Whoever's number 19, look out. I'm coming after you. No, look, even though he's uh, suffering from a meniscus-related injury and he's on the rehab trials and trails of life, still think he's pretty relevant for us, and a large chunk of it is because of his price point. As a midfielder, just the 23 years old, nothing to talk about in terms of stats from a fantasy perspective at the elite level last year. It's because he was not in an AFL club, but he is going to set you back just under 115000 in Supercoach. Oh, that's cheap. Just under 200,000 in AFL Fantasy and just a touch under 150K in AFL Dream Team. And Jimmy, it's the second chance he was kind of hoping for after spending some time on the North Melbourne list and only playing a handful of games. Adrian Dodoro called his name now in the rookie draft and he looks like he's heading off to Essendon and might be, might be a fix into that midfield structure for them. Well, that's the, that's the the key thing with him, isn't it? Um, Essendon has um, identified, as we all have for for many years, and uh, they finally woke up to themselves at the club there and uh, worked out that uh, hey, we could use an inside mid here. And um, much as um, Hibbert had, had been drafted to North and played his career there as that sort of um, rebounding halfback type, um, he spent last year at Williams um, playing as a, a a genuine inside mid and and averaged pretty well from it um, from a, a dream team perspective. Um, some reasonable numbers and some um, some good promise there. So if he does get that opportunity, and uh, by all accounts he's been promised it, um, injury notwithstanding, yeah, um, he, he yeah could uh, could offer us a, a little bit of something, um, especially at that price. Yeah, we we talk about that Essendon midfield for years, pretty much since Joe Watson called it quits. The club have been crying out for someone that's going to win the ball in and under. Sheil, Heppel... Um, and merit perfectly fine players, but none of them uh, strike you as the inside bull that they've required. Langford's tried, but not really quite come on to being like that. It's why I thought like a Sam Powell Pepper would have been the perfect target for them, um, or mm. a player like that stature um, in the preseason. Um, but now they've got a guy that's capable of running through there. You talk about at North Melbourne. He was that running halfback. He still kept that running ability, but he moved as a bit of an in and outside midfielder at Williamstown last year. 10 goals in the VFL, 24 disposals, six tackles a game uh, across those 20 games in the VFL. He topped it off uh, being uh, winning a spot in the VFL team of the year. And from a fantasy perspective, in AFL fantasy, averaged 99 last year in the, a- in the VFL and 128 in Supercoach. It's not bad. And Adrian Dodoro, uh, who called out his name in the rookie draft, uh, said this about Mitch Hibbert. He said that throughout the whole preseason and draft period, we've been looking for a ready-made inside midfielder, and we believe we found one in Mitch. We believe he's going to have an impact on the side immediately. Look, 
Yep. He Which doesn't. is all well and good. That's all um, good. You can't trust much that Zorro <laughs> says, but, uh, yeah, I guess on face value, that's somewhat promising. That That's all we've got to go by right now, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> but it's not a heap. In the four games he played in the AFL for North, North Melbourne, there's not a lot to talk about. One of them was injury impacted. And then two of the three, he was playing really not even as a running defender, but as a lockdown defender. The only game we got to see any kind of fantasy promise from him was where he rotated between the mids and the forwards in round 16 in 2017 against the Dockers. Uh, it was an 87 in Dream Team and Fantasy, 74 in Supercoach. There's not much data. There's not much there. But it's a sign that at least he's shown he can score, albeit one game. But when we are talking about cash cows, and that's what he is, under 200000 in all of the formats, um, we are talking about a player who's had some AFL experience, is a mature body, um, and given the list profile of Essendon, I'm keen on your take, Jimmy, but you generally don't recruit a player like Hibbard when you're in finals contention unless you genuinely think... <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't laugh at that. Sorry, I'm trying to be positive in the preseason. Um, <laughs> but because they haven't had much top-end talent in the draft the past few years, it's because of the, yeah. um, the Dylan Shield trade. They've decided hmm. to attack the State League, and you don't go and pick a guy that's 23 like that unless you think he's fighting for a best 22 spot. Well, that's the thing. I think they'll give him that opportunity to, to prove his work. Um, and that injury, as you mentioned at the off the cap there, is... Um, yeah, come at the worst possible time. For totally. Him. So, yeah, he's now only just going to be uh, training again. He might just sneak um, into the last of the, the March games, but you'd think more likely he's going to be playing VFL again um, the first couple of weeks of the season, and he'll have to then earn his spot on the list from there. So, if um, And that being the case, if he, if he is good enough, then uh, good luck to him. Um, but it means that we've got ourselves potentially a very nice uh, downgrade option just as those first couple of cows are starting to, um, to need culling. And that's one of the really important skills of fantasy footy across the year is being able to um, locate the correct cash cow, both from a scoring potential and from a a job security perspective and make the Mm. correct timing of of trades. And we're going to get to round one and we're going to have no problem filling our list of 30 players. There's going to be no problem with that. Even if you feel like you're having to compromise a little bit on the cows that you want or pay a little bit extra so that you've got 30 players or 29 if you're throwing away your rucks you know, for a rolling lockout option or something like that, we're not going to have problems finishing our sides with full players. Knowing we've got a cow down the line, that's almost better for us, isn't it? Yeah, super handy. Um, and yeah, as you say, um, you know, in the back half of the year, um, every year we say, yeah, we'll be fine. We'll have um, you know, plenty of bench cover. Everything will be great. <laughs> you get to around 16, you've burnt through most of your trades and you're struggling to decide between one kid or another for your sixth mid. Um, and it's, you know, having a, a guy like him that you can keep in the pocket, pick up a little bit later in the season, all going well, is um, you know, going to be a very handy thing for us. Yeah, look, I really like him. And some might be looking at where he's sitting in terms of players in the 50 most relevant going, well, hang on, MJ. You're telling me he's more relevant than Josh Dunkley. You're telling me he's more relevant than Lockie Neal. You're telling me he's more relevant than Mike Walters. Well, yeah, I kind of am because he's one of the few cash cows at this point in time. We sit here, um, you know, starting the conversation the last day of January going, okay, do we know what cash cows we're going to get? Well, the answer in short is no, but who do we look across the league and have confidence that they're going to play? 
He, for me, looks like he's in that SNM Best 22 as soon as he's, as he's fit and firing. And I'd almost prefer him not to be named round one. Let's get a couple of games into him in the VFL. Let's not rush him through the Marsh preseason. Let's get him in around four or five. Would be perfect to debut so that by about round six, we've had three or four price rises. And all of a sudden, maybe you're going for a Noah Anderson and he's topped out. Maybe, for whatever reason, the Lions move away from Robertson. You've got this guy to build in. Cash cows are one of the most, if not the most important thing to get right at times during the year. A hundred percent, hundred percent. But with all of that said too, if they do name him round one, I'm picking him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So I think from that point of view, he's very relevant. And, and the thing with that too, and you, you kind of hinted on it, is that players like Dunkley or you know, even others that are coming higher up in this list, um, uh, they are highly relevant, but you could also, there's an argument for picking 10 other players that aren't Dunkley. In that line, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with a midfield that doesn't include Dunkley. Um, if Hibbard's named round one, you'd almost be mad not to pick him. Um, and if he's named round five, you'd probably be mad not to, to yeah, downgrade right. him in round six or seven at the latest. So it's um, so it, that makes him hugely relevant because um, without... I'm not going to say must have, but he's right, you know, as close to it as you can get, given his price. And again, it is still January. What we expect his job security is going to be once he gets that chance. The thing I do want to touch on as far as his job security goes too, though, is that he's not the only mature body that Essendon recruited no, with not. that inside mid role in mind. And so the other player we really need to monitor over the preseason to, to assess where Hibbert's going to end up when he is fit um, is Jacob Townsend. Yeah, it's a good point. Yep, the former Tiger started his mid his journey in as a midfielder at GWS, morphed into like a pressure forward during the first of the two premiership years Grand for the Tigers. Hero, thank you. Yeah, yes. no, I'm getting to that, mate. I've got no problem saying that. Uh, and then it's <laughs> just couldn't get himself into the side over the past year or two with any frequency. But you know, it was a real yes, strong anchor that. in the VFL for him in the midfield. Yeah, and he was a, a very much that inside bull midfielder again in in the Richmond VFL team too. So. If he's coming in fit and strong and he gets that first round opportunity, um, A, he needs to be probably considered as well as an option. Sure. Um, and B, um, we then need to work out when is Hibbard going to get his opportunity, um, you know, whether he can displace him or whether there's room potentially in the side for both. And there's got to be a bit of a question mark there. Are you turning this into a Jacob Townsend podcast? Are you somehow finding a way to bring this Richmond-related? Look, you've made me come on for two Essendon players now, and I'm not it's sure that parents. I'm okay with that. Yeah, look, that's it. So, yeah, and I, you. I said, at... I'll get you on with someone that's got a sash, and you thought, hello, boys, I'm talking about Dusty. Yeah, no, 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 none of that. So, um, yeah. Look, um, again, Hibbert, as I said, if he's whenever he's named, um, I think he's got to be looked at as an option to start. Um, it's just, yeah, the only question mark on him from my perspective at the minute is Townsend. Okay, all right, fair enough. I'm pretty yeah, I bullish. I thought it was a valid point. No, no, I appreciate that you're throwing some actual proper content in here. That's all good, well and good. Uh, look, if he's named round one, that tells you just how highly he's regarded internally at the club coming off the back mm-hmm. of this meniscus injury. If he's given a little bit of time to prove his fitness, that's okay too. He's just coming off a six-week layoff. Let, uh, I, I think if he's named round one, I'm, I'm all over him and he'll be one of the first yeah. downgrade targets if he's not. In a draft, though... Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if he's going to get picked. No, he'd have to be. Um, I think even even if it's in those last handful of rounds, um, 
you know, by the time you get, um, you know, if you've got a, a draft that's 25, 20, you know, 30 players deep, um, and you've got uh, yourself and, and nine or 11 other coaches, um, you know, running through this thing, by the time you get to the dregs, you really are at the dregs. Um, you're not picking him to start him as a as, as your fourth midfielder by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but by the time you get to those last handful of rounds and there's all sorts of ridiculous names being picked and um, he's got to be amongst them. Yeah, um, that, there is upside there, isn't there? Yeah, that's it. He is pure upside um, in that he's not possibly going to go worse than he did last year. He didn't play last year. Oh. He's not gonna, he, he can only be better than he was. Um, and so if, he, if you pick him in those last handful of rounds and he manages to, to scramble out a, a 75 sort of range, um, happy days. You, you take that as a, a you know, if you're desperate, backup midfielder, he might get your position if you're lucky, who knows. Um, he's worth picking in those last few rounds. You know, best case scenario, he, he does use that running ability and becomes a real genuine inside ball and maybe mm. manage, manages 90 for a few weeks. Yeah, you, you he, take um, and, and again, sell. with all the Thursday night games um, that Essendon have got this yeah, year. Yeah, round three, five early a on. great utility you loophole as well. Yeah, no, all right. You're turning my so way around. I think you've got to, yeah. So in a draft, he shouldn't go undrafted, even if he's your last pick. He's, he's worth that gamble, I think, just for that potential of, you know, a, a, a genuine midfield role. Yeah, no, certainly um, true. Yeah, and then from a um, from a keeper point of view, with mm. exactly that same theory in mind, um, on a on a redraft, um, so you, you're keeping your your 15, 20, 25 players, whatever your league is set up to do. There's about half a dozen um, kids this year that have been drafted um, as 18 year olds that um, you know Raul and Anderson and whatnot that uh, are clearly going to get picked in those first handful of picks. No doubt. Come come end of late first round, even um, and into the second and third. If you reckon he's got half a chance at doing okay, or if you've got a couple of mad Essendon supporters in your league, why not pick him? He's why pure not? upside. Then why he's not? Pure upside. He may not be any good. You won't feel bad about dropping him to waivers if he doesn't do anything for you. It'll feel good. Um, but if he does happen to, it absolutely will. <laughs> and if if he does happen to come on though, you look like a genius, and he's got some trade value. He um, certainly does. That's it. That's um, that's the way to play him in the draft. I think. All right, mate. Appreciate your thoughts as we've talked about Mitch Hibbard. Very welcome. Happy to do it. I'll try to get you on for a Tiger, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, if you want to go and check out the article on Mitch, it's online now for you at coachespanel.tv. All the other players are the 50 most relevant. You can go and check that out while you're there as well. Um, and there is a ton of other resources for you to go and check out. If you're loving what you're getting from the coaches panel this preseason, as we enter in to the final 20 players of the 50 most relevant, you can get ahead of the pack and get early access to these podcasts by becoming part of the Patreon army. And it really does help us do what we do. Another player of the 50 most relevant drops tomorrow. And Chizo is back as another special guest. <laughs> 